You were going to lead. You were going to lead. No, you told me that I was going to embarrass you with the lead. And you, you said, said I said, anyways. go ahead. Yeah, you uh, did say that. Oh, you said go ahead. Like I thought you don't when you said go ahead, I thought you meant go ahead to do the stuff at the end of the beginning. Back to even more messed up. We are a podcast, uh, a well-organized podcast. Thanos, kill me now. By two very hip and cool professors Give talking about time. all things pop culture. I'm Alan. Could you quit talking over the introduction? I don't know. Could you? I'm Patrick, and I don't even know why. I, like you said, you had something to do. I did. I was gonna say today we're gonna run the gauntlet. Uh, we're gonna ask infinite questions about war. War. We're gonna about questions one in your mind. We're gonna kick you in the mm. ash. Yeah. God. Eh, just... Peter's out. The first pun's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was definitely the law of diminishing you're, returns. You're right looking there. very gauntlet today. Oh, that was okay. my favorite. Yeah. No, that was your favorite. <laughs> I like. Yes. Uh, of course, because no but, one else but, liked it. But the the that kicking ash better. was the better of of your. Really? Parents. Yes. That was your best. Oh, anyway, we're talking about Infinity War today. Yes. If you can't tell, apparently came out. <laughs> and how could you not tell no. from that really professional and really tight introduction? No, uh, I can't remember point. if I said I'm Patrick or not, but I'm Patrick. You did. Okay. Good. So now you get. So yes, we're talking Infinity War, once. Avengers: yeah. Infinity War, which apparently was released this past week. Possibly, yes. nobody's talking about it. Everybody's <laughs> talking about it. It's all anyone can talk about besides the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I'm trying to think of which one was more brutal. Yeah, it's a good thing Thanos didn't make jokes about uh, public officials. <laughs> what? <laughs> that would have been rough. Oh, you that didn't see the after credit scene? Yeah, that would be the best way. Like. It, to end that film is Thanos stepping up behind the podium at the correspondence dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, if he's going to wipe out half of life, Washington would be a good start. But it seems too random. But maybe we're jumping ahead of ourselves. But he likes the random. The that's whole true. point is because randomness is fair. I'm not sure that's true. That's what he it's says. Not. It's fair to poor and rich alike or something like that. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I hear what he's saying, but I'm not sure that he's okay. right. But anyway, we've got the show organized as usual into things we don't like. Mm-hmm. Things we liked. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming one is longer than the other for you. Potentially. And, um, oh, and then an update on the predictions from last podcast. Yes. Oh, well, but you're you're forgetting I, something. I was keeping that in my mind when we were, while I was watching. I was keeping that in my mind like, wow. I was surprised how many like actually were relevant. Oh, no, it turns out I am a very good predictor. Or yeah. the website you went to is a very good predictor. But you forgot something. Numbers. Numbers! Oh, but I've got a really special number for you. I saw a meme that showed a, a lightsaber being handed to Iron Man. I saw that, yes. That was from Lucasfilm. Apparently, Avengers is the biggest open ever? Yes, biggest domestic and biggest worldwide opening. It broke both records. Though, I, did, I didn't look up worldwide. That is in unadjusted. If you adjust the money, then it's still number two. Behind? Force Awakens. Okay. That's why the lightsaber is being handed to Iron Man. Why would? But why would... It doesn't seem like there'd be that much adjustment in figures between. There's a, the well, Force there's only Awakens yeah, but one. but Infinity War only beat Force Awakens by like two million. It's not like it blew out. Oh really? Yeah. It's okay. Six fifty versus like six forty seven or something. Like All they're right. they're wow. they're close okay. enough that a little. And again, when but you, you know adjust, what? you know oh, the two million deep. difference We're is the other way. way too deep. Are we done with the numbers now? No, but that's not the number I have. Yeah. Because we could talk about its Rotten Tomato score. Yep. But I went on a deep dive okay. to a much more meaningful number. So last I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, it was like mid-80s, mid-90s? 84 with critics, 93 with audiences. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised by those numbers. Feels about yeah. right. I, we've talked about Rotten Tomatoes too much on this but show. But there is a much more meaningful number. Yes. Which is 63. 
63, the number of superheroes who die in the film? No. Number of superheroes in the film? No. Um, number of appearances by, um, oh my God, I can't believe I blanked on his name. No. Yeah, we'll just give that one a no. You're going to have to give us a hint of some sort because obviously we have no it's idea. It's a number what... that is significant both to Avengers and to the show. To this show. Okay, this, this is show. is this show number sixty three. If it's the next one to go up, it will be show number sixty three. Okay, and this is the sixty third superhero movie made no. by Hollywood in the modern golden era. No, um, I've got no idea. I've stopped caring. Nineteen sixty three. I was gonna say nineteen sixty three. Is the debut but... of Avengers number one, and on our sixty third show, oh we are talking about Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> that is. Told you it was a deep dive in Man. a series of increasingly meaningless numbers. Oh, it's so. This is really meaningful. You have it's about now us. you have now plumbed the depth of no. It's just like absolute coincidence. No, it's clearly planned. And undoubtedly, Rich will put another one up next. Yeah, I know. And yeah, it we're just gonna ruin totally it for destroy. Oh, yeah, like I'm the yeah. one in control of uploads. Yeah. So, but yes, it would. This is our potentially the 63rd episode to be posted. Yep. In I, honor of 1963, the year that Avengers number one by Stanley and Jack Kirby was published. I'm really disappointed that we don't have Chris Pratt or Robert Downey Jr. Or Hemsworth, or something. Well, I was surprised for you us. because, no. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. here's a Chris Hemsworth impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the pop closet in the back. <laughs> uh, all right. So where do you want to start? We things I didn't like. Things you didn't. Like. Well, I, I figure that that's our shorter part. Hang so on. why don't we work through okay. things we didn't like? I've got. Oh, spoilers! Just a heads up. Oh yeah, we should yes. say <laughs> that from this point forward in the show. Oh, we will spoil everything. Be prepared to be spoiled. Yes, we will spoil you. You will enjoy with nothing our if you listen to this. That's right. Yes. I so think yes. everybody's seen the film. By well, now. number one, <laughs> there's clearly the most obvious thing I did not like. All right, what is the number thing one on your list? No Hawkeye. No Hawkeye. That's clearly. They didn't mention him. They did mention him. Yep. He's clearly off. You know, playing I, with the kids. Can I just say, I respect Hawkeye so much more. Yeah. Because as the world is coming to an end, he doesn't know that he's obeying the terms of his house arrest. To be fair, he does not know that the world is going. How to How did he know that he doesn't know that? Because he's under house arrest. It's not like he's got. You it's know, like the Avengers have any electronic communication devices. He might well, have seen on know, the TV. TV. It's not like he can't read a newspaper. Well, it's not like Nick Fury and Maria Hill weren't doing anything but driving down the road. Yeah. <laughs> well, they might have been driving to do something. No, they were. They were just driving. One step ahead of Hawkeye. All right, so. so but yes, no Hawkeye. Yeah. Do you I have did. any more serious complaints? It is interesting to note that Hawkeye has not generally been well served by the Russo brothers, considering that he was originally in the script for Civil, not Civil War, for Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, it was gonna be he was gonna be acting like he was hunting down Cap, and then eventually reveal himself to be yeah. on Cap's side, and that apparently got completely eliminated from the film. So the brothers know what they're doing. And then he saying. was in Civil War at least, and then not in Infinity War. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so well, the lack the of guy Hawkeye. Is, you know what he is? He's a law and order guy. I'm under house arrest, fellas. Sorry. He also has a family that he cares about. Like, as a, one of the few heroes actually cares about his family. Does he really, though? Yes, he does. Most of the time he's off adventuring. It also hurts me a little bit. You would have stayed home. It also hurts me a little bit that clearly Ant-Man and Wasp is going to be the movie that kind of shows Ant-Man under house arrest. But yeah. we're not getting, like, Hawkeye house arrest. No. It could be a direct-to-DVD uh, direct release, though, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> He's just going to be out like mowing the lawn. <laughs> you want to write Honey, bring me some lemonade. <laughs> this mower. Yeah. So, but yeah, so the obvious right, one is the uh, lack of Hawkeye. All right. There were there were actually a couple moments that I didn't like in the film. Okay. The first is when Star-Lord loses, like when they're about yeah. to defeat Thanos. Right. Oh, yeah. 
And Star Lord loses it because he discovers that Gamora, spoiler, mm-hmm. has been has been killed. Correct. I found it very comic booky, mm. but incredibly stupid and yeah. not particularly believable. Oh, really? Because like, I, I sort of found it believable. In he the was sense prepared that to shoot Gamora dead earlier, right? Like he, so he yeah, had but he really this, hesitated. I know, but he still had this calculus yeah. of yeah. of how things are supposed to yeah. work, and so. I understand why he had to do it, but ultimately I thought it was just kind of dumb. And it does make, if you think about it, Star-Lord personally responsible oh, yeah. for half of everybody oh, yeah, it's, yeah, being it snapped is, out it of existence. It is fundamentally Star-Lord's fault. Like if yes. Hawkeye is guilty for Quicksilver's death, yes. he's guilty for but one death. Yes. Yeah. And not really. Star-Lord in just like a fit of yeah. like a temper tantrum. Well, but that's the thing. Star-Lord had, has always been kind of a man-child. No, that's And I, so this I, I, agree, I found it but, really fitting with his character that he sucks as a person. But given that he actually tries to kill her earlier, it seems like he would have had this understanding. Yeah, yeah. but only after she's oh, there blah, blah, telling blah, him it's blah, okay. Blah, blah, so blah. I I didn't have a problem with it cuz I thought it it fit in kind of the general idea that Star-Lord I kind of sucks. You're both you're both, like, you're both wrong. I agree with you. Oh, Rich is right. I should perhaps oh, no. listen to what Rich is saying. I agree <laughs> with everything you say. I just don't see it as a problem because it's it's yeah. fitting in the fact that Star Lord kind of sucks as a person. It not be not in the fi- you know, not in this film. It wouldn't be an issue. It, it was, was like a the sole reason that right. Thanos want. Like, oh yeah, if yeah. it's purely yeah. like something else as yeah. well. It's yeah, it's everything that happens from that point on is basically Star Lord's fault. Yeah. But so I, I found that unbelievable. Uh, what what else are you complaining about? Of course, everything's uh, fine with you except for the Hawkeye thing. <laughs> well, the the other thing that kind of the one kind of gap in the film, yeah, is the Hulkbuster armor just kind of magically shows up. We never really get like he's just in it on his way to Wakanda. And I'm like, that's your complaint? Yes, that there. I'm like, where is the? We didn't get the scene of like wow. even mentioning it. Like that was a bit of a gap. Like I imagine there's like a uh, deleted scene. Where Bruce is like, I need something to help me in the battle, and War Machine yeah. hooks him up with the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. So that was that was something well, I was like, out with it. it just made sense to me. I didn't feel like I needed to see that. I can fill it, but it is kind of a it is a, there's a bit of a gap in that there's been literally no mention of it even existing. For all I know, it's still smashed to bits from Age of Ultron. Yeah, well, Tony, Tony's um, a builder. But yeah, so I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it felt like there thoughts. needed to be a little bit of a bridge there. So that's your problem. That was my other problem, yes. That's the whole thing. Yes. The I mean, first problem's not a problem. First problem's a huge problem. And the second problem is is a slight narrative. Very, gap. very small. I've got one that bothered me a little bit. Okay. And it has to do with the ending of the film. Okay. In the series of deaths. Mm-hmm. Right? So the film I thought had some real emotional power with death. A little bit. At the beginning. Okay. In particular. Like when Heimdall mm-hmm. is sort of skewered to death. Yep. When Loki is choked out of existence. Yep. Even when Gamora, yeah. you know, takes the fall for the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. All of these felt like deaths that really kind of mattered and had an emotional resonance. Mm-hmm. When you get to the end of the film, the explosion of deaths doesn't really I mean, have so d- many. Right. So when the Winter Soldier turned to ash, mm-hmm. you were like, whoa. Yeah. But then when everybody did, there was, it just – it kicked in the cynical part of me, and I'm like, okay, number one, it's a comic book movie, so not everybody's well, dead. Especially number when two, goes. right? It's like, well, now like, you know it can't matter. They've killed off Spider-Man. They've killed off Black Panther, and yeah. they've killed off the entire Guardians of the Galaxy. Except Rocket, right? Well, and um, Quill. 
No, Quill, no Quill. Quill is dusted. Oh, that's he gets right. dusted. Rocket's so. the only one. The only people that survive so. are the five original Avengers, War right. Machine, and Rocket. I think that's everyone. So there left. was a kid in the theater with me who was like inconsolable. Oh yeah, there like, were people. Yeah, these people are all dead. And I just wanted to say to him, "Don't be a dope." Like these can't be meaningful deaths. See, this is the point at which I say something like that, and you point out to me that I'm being a completely pretentious comic book nerd. But I don't up towards those no, other no. people that are not as well versed. I in the disagree comics. with you. It I've is never partly comic, comic book and nerd. And I saw the same thought. Right. It's not totally comic book nerd. Everybody knows the film schedule because Marvel's published it. Everybody yeah. knows they're making a Guardians. I, Everybody see, knows they're making. I a don't Black know that Panther. everybody knows that because but there were literally people sitting Spider-Man. next to me in the theater. Yeah. That are like, well, now what happens to the Black Panther movie? Really? Yeah. They were. I, they were. I, I think to oh, they, the they movie, are so, the standard movie-going audience. They are so masked by capitalism. I think they because yeah, they were just like, I'm like, what do you mean? What's going to happen with it? like? Yeah. There's supposed to be another Spider-Man movie. What happens now? And I'm like, by yeah, the they're w- gonna cut Tom Holland after he's doing so. I will well. say, by the way, of all the dusting scenes, mm-hmm. his was the best. Oh. Spider-Man's. Yeah, that oh, yeah. one. That one felt like it mattered. Well, oh, that one they twisted the knife. But it was because they gave him more time. Oh, they twisted yeah. the knife. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Of the dusting scenes, the the like the Bucky one, I was like, yeah, that's clear. Like there was something I was like, yeah, yeah. Bucky's. But it was the go. first, so I was like, whoa. Yeah. The one that got me was Black Panther because yeah. I thought a Koye was gonna dust. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And when they dusted Black Panther, I was like, oh Jesus! Like yes. this just this just got a little real. That's where I went the other way. I'm like, when they dusted Black Panther, I went, oh oh Jesus! This guy. Well, I wouldn't say Jesus, oh, okay. but yeah. went, oh, this, this doesn't matter. This got cool. a little unreal. Like it oh, doesn't. See, for me, I'd like I never would have ex- because of the it the sort matter. of power of Black Panther. I yeah. would never have expected them to go that route. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, the Spider-Man one just because that just until you realize it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're but, all coming. Okay, back. but when Heimdall dies, why didn't he send the Tesseract and Hulk back? And Earth? Thor, why didn't he send a bunch of them back? Well, because number one, at like that point, <sighs> at that point, had Loki revealed the Tesseract? I don't think Loki had revealed the Tesseract at that point. I think that happens after. Oh, Heimdall. maybe yeah. you're right. Okay. So I don't think anyone knows the Tesseract is there oh, beyond Loki. You got me on that one. Um, so, and I think if you look at it, I'm pretty sure Heimdall, the sword he uses to open the Bifrost, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's broken. So he may only be able to open it in a very wow. small Man. area. Like, right? Because he says something about, no, I clearly you know, need to watch these films a little more closely. Dark magic channel yeah. in me one last time. So he's only got a limited ability. But he could also to, be dying. Well, anyway. So. Yeah. All right. I've got one more complaint. Okay. And it's the, it's the, the scene after the credits. Oh, okay. I have a much better idea for what the scene should have been. Okay. Okay. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. The camera starts. I like that your complaint is they didn't do what I think. Yes. Absolutely. That's it. The camera starts in the clouds. Mm-hmm. And it start. It swoops in this on the is ground. Going somewhere stupid. Coming I can over now. Coming over a majestic mountain. This is. As we zoom into focus, imagine this trifocal productions. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> see in the distance oh, a farmhouse. Coming into focus. As we get closer, kids are playing happily in their backyard. I can already tell where this is. The camera comes into the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Inside sits Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. His feet are are up on the table Mm -hmm. so that you can see his ankle bracelet demonstrating (laughs) why he couldn't be Mm -hmm. in the film. He is reading a paper Mm -hmm. about the end of the world. As CNN blares in the background, talking about the end of the world. Okay, I've already got a problem with your theory. He smiles, he pulls a cup of coffee up to his lips, (laughs) and he's reduced to dust. (laughs) That is how Infinity War should have ended. the last shot is the cup hitting the ground and smashing. That's right. 
perfect. Yeah, the cup should say best dad ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number one. And something like that. It's been like two hours. They are not going to have a newspaper report yet. Well, maybe. Okay, so. Because keep, keep in mind, I will point no, out that as in the post-credits there scenes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He's Nick like, Fury up. and Maria Hill are driving. They're like, oh, we're picking up bogeys over Wakanda. And then, like, two minutes later, they're dusted. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the battle lasted a touch longer than that. My point being, watching Hawkeye. 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 Is that like the Mark Twain version? <laughs> he paints a lot of fences. He paints a lot of – well, he uses his paint arrow. Yeah. So, anyway, that's how I would have ended it. Hawkeye, reduced to ashes. I love your idea, Rich, of the cup smashing yeah. on the ground. Yeah, well, no. And his kids – they just keep on. Playing. Well, no, it's gonna be the. It's gonna be the. It's actually gonna be the opposite. <laughs> they, they couldn't care less. Like, is Dad here? Like he's hardly here anyway. Like he's yeah. been around a lot lately. Got tired of him. The angle bracelet hits the ground. Mm. That's. Good. Yeah. So well, no, it's gonna be the opposite because we've seen shots of Hawkeye in a in a new costume that is reminiscent of the Ultimates version he wore after his family was killed in the comics. So I'm yeah. pretty sure. The wife family. and kids are going to be wiped out, and oh, Hawkeye's yeah, going to be left behind. So, yeah, Thanos is in trouble because he pissed off Hawkeye. Well, that's that's the other issue. Funny is, is <laughs> if he's like, I want to get you, and then like an arrow just gets him in the eye or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is the issue in that. Over. It is when you this look at the easy. Avengers that are left. Yeah. And the bench that the Avengers has at this point, which is yeah. basically Hawkeye, Ant Man, and Wasp. <laughs> it yeah. is not a deep bench or a powerful team. Well, I got like Captain Marvel. But they don't know about her. And Hulk's coming. Maybe. Iron Man's powerful. Thor's a god. Yeah, and they all just lost. And Captain America literally stood toe-to-toe momentarily with Thanos. And they all just lost. Shocked well, him. Thor sort of won, just well, not quick enough. Well, no, what he should have done is he should cut his arm off instead of going for the chest. Anybody should have done that. Chop. I did like the guy sitting next to me in the theater. He's like, it would have been cool if while Thanos was using the Infinity Gauntlet, like, you just see three blades slash his arm off, and then it's Wolverine. I'm like, you are <laughs> stupid. That is the dumbest idea. Uh, maybe we should talk about things we like then, because yeah. we are 18 minutes in already. That seems about enough time to talk maybe about. Maybe we, we didn't like a lot of things yeah. more because I liked everything. Yes, almost well, everything. So we're done then. Well, yes, I don't really have. Uh, Patrick liked everything. Yeah, it was a great movie. The the amount of cameos and like callbacks. Oh, so good. Was a very impressive. Yes. Yep. Like when they get to the Soul Stone, and it's Red Skull. I'm like, wow. That was great. <laughs> they actually brought him back for something. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> speaking so of which, this might be a good time to talk about the fan theories we did last week. Sure, sounds good. So yeah. I did a, uh, I did a quick tabulation of the Hamilton-Baldovin showdown. Mm-hmm. Was this a showdown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were five in which sure. you guys picked different, oh, okay. different numbers. So <laughs> they were very close. Mm-hmm. So Patrick won these two. Patrick said that Loki <laughs> would meet his maker. Yep. You said 60. Rich said none. Yep. So I gave you the win on that I one. totally get the win on that. Iron Man dies. You said zero. Yep. Rich said 50. Mm-hmm. So I gave that one to you. Yep. I gave two to Rich. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange ages Groot with the time stone. He doesn't do Whoa, whoa, whoa. That Rich does not said, happen in any way. Rich said 50%. Oh, did I say 60? You said 75%. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. Okay. Thank you, sir. That's fair. In fact, that's why you lost. Wait, 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 because I, I, it didn't. Do you want to say that again in that really high-pitched voice? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. That yeah, didn't like happen in any way. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um, Red Skull returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rich said 50. Okay. You said zero. Yeah. Which brings it to the final one, the mm-hmm. tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. 
was vision dies. Mm -hmm. You said 50%. Mm -hmm. Rich said 100. 95%. Uh, excuse me, you're forgetting Rich one. wins. What about the field? Rich wins three to two. What about Rich the field? Rich didn't pick that well, one. Then he gets a zero on that one, and I get 100%. No, Rich did, there were lots no, that Rich I didn't agree. pick. Well, no, that's no. We did the ones Rich picked, mm, and no. I now feel I substantially yeah. better about yeah. my Gotham quiz. No, I picked them. I agreed with Pat. That's why I didn't register. You said if, if I didn't pick one. Right. I only yet. picked the ones you guys disagreed uh -huh. on. There were five yeah. of them. Yeah. So Rich has squeaked out. Rich wins the Avengers contest. It wasn't a contest. Gotham, I mean, between It was two, when you thought you might win. No. Yeah. Nope. Never a contest. I'm just saying, you know. But, but, but give me credit. I picked that the field would die. <laughs> the field. It was, it was not a good film for the field. Yeah. Wait, the look, field? I don't, yeah. That's why I took the field. Yeah. Having known that half the people were going to die, I'm like, yep. yeah, I'm going with the field. Probably some of them are going to be heroes. <clears throat> All right. So on a more serious note, what did you like about the film? Do you have, like, specific topics or just, like, youthful glee? Um... <laughs> Yeah, probably just mostly youthful glee. Okay. I really like this movie. I have specific things I like. Okay, good. I, I actually thought to the things you like. I thought Thanos was way more interested he would, than he would be. Yes. It's one of the things. Yeah, I've got no I, – I thought given how little of Thanos right. we've had, like except that, like the, the basically He's, kind of a cameo in Guardians, right. a couple of post-credit scenes. He seemed – No a, one was really feeling excited about Thanos. No, he seemed very one-dimensional and he looked goofy. And given how – you know, given how much this film already had to do – Yeah. You would think that having to actually give Thanos depth – Right. Would make it almost impossible to achieve. Right. And I think they did the right thing, which it is very much a Thanos movie. Like yeah. Thanos is the main character of this film. <laughs> I mean I think that – He's a his reasoning remains somewhat oversimplified, in yeah. terms of why he's the doing what he's doing. The Malthusian kind of like certainty that just half will fix the problem. Yeah, yeah. Or that even if you get rid of half, that we'll get sort of this this um, utopian kind well, of outcome. I'm pretty sure the post credit scene shows us that you get rid of half the people and everything works out. Are you talking about when the helicopter crashes? Yes. Okay. And the car. Well, I think Thanos would say still, well, like short term, but when the cars stop and the helicopters crash, mm -hmm. and it's all good. And the are destroyed and there's I just, no one to I, make I doubt that. Yeah. I, like, given the human experience, I doubt that cutting half of us is really going to fix all our problems. Not in the short term, but we'll eventually get there. Also, yeah. When we were much smaller and had way more resources, we didn't get there. Also, couldn't he have just made more resources with his infinite power? Damn it. I hadn't thought about that. You would like, think. Don't cut half the people. Double the resources. What a moron Thanos is. <laughs> like, literally. Rich. Rich just destroyed your entire film. And look at the look on his face. Even if you don't want to simplify that fat much. He's got, oh, assuming, my God. Rich yes. just torched your no, entire channel. If, <laughs> if you assume Thanos is not a complete psychopath, then Make yes, that planning. totally makes sense. But that's sense. why he cries when he throws Gamora to her death. Uh, yeah, I'm still not sure that that, that makes Thanos a... But, but clearly person. what they're trying to do is make him make him human, right? With that scene where yeah, you actually see... I don't know if see, that works. I mean, I, get, him it crying? Gets, I, mean, I don't know if it makes it human because it's like... Yeah. It comes off of him how, killing how many people in horrible ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's... It's tough. I actually had a conversation with Kieran, the guy who showed oh, up yeah. in the comic book class, but um, 
wasn't in the comic book class. Right. He was just kind of one of the hangers on. Yep. The semester. So, yeah. So Mary Pat sent me an email and I talked through Mary Pat to him for a while mm-hmm. yesterday and he was really interested in the Gamora scene in particular. Yeah, I'm a little hurt that I was not included on this email chain. I'm glad you weren't, though, because I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. I, I was not bothered by the Gamora scene like Kieran was. Mm. Kieran said it struck him as a women in refrigerators moment. I read an article about that. That here we see yet again a female character being sacrificed almost thoughtlessly for little more than like she serves little more than a plot device here that she serves only to make Thanos more human thus we can kind of understand him in the film. Well, but see it depends because if you go by the strict definition of what women in refrigerator is. Yes. It means that a woman is killed to inspire a male character to get vengeance on like whoever Will? killed her. But I still feel like that Kieran's, is not what happens. But I still feel like Kieran's point is worth thinking about that Gamora is sacrificed to develop male character. Yeah, well, I but mean, I disagree I disagreed with, uh, to me it's like then anytime you kill a woman but that's the problem. it becomes a woman in a refrigerator. Yeah, that's, and so, that's the problem so, with expanding the definition too right. far. Although you could see the point that yeah. Kieran's making. Like if Gamora happened to not but be with now, him at the time. But, but I, I would with, also argue yeah. that there's a mo- I would argue that <clears throat> There's that a you moment. love the Avengers very much, no, no, and no. it, it yeah. can't be bad. There's a moment where yeah. it sort of humanizes Thanos, right? But then immediately you realize that he's not going to stop what he's doing, that he is going to sacrifice Gamora, and it kind of takes that humanity away from him. Depending on how you think about humanity, that, that because wait, well, if you take Thanos at his most simple, he's saying we are going to destroy everything. No, just half of everything. If we don't get rid of half of people, oh, no, yes, but I mean, like, I if, 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 yeah. if we don't go with my solution, like, yes. everything will be destroyed, mm-hmm. which is juxtaposed against the heroes who are almost stupidly always saying, we will risk everything to save one life. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, Black what Cap, Panther, that's basically what Cap does. Yeah. Black Panther opens up Wakanda. Yeah, I want to talk about that because I think that's going to have some issues. Yeah. Well, I, I, no, I think there, there are definitely issues, but they're. In that way, there is kind of this this debate in the film, you know, mm-hmm. like what's one life worth versus. Well, that's the whole cap vision. We don't trade lives. Right. Yeah. Sort of right. No, I mean, so the Russo Russo brothers are clearly trying to get us thinking about that mm-hmm. because I think the heroes occasionally make really dumb choices. Thanos is going to win if he yeah. only has five of the stones. Yes. But when he gets the sixth one, it's over. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And, but they don't just destroy the Mind Stone in Vision. No, they try to. It just takes some time. But they could have done it earlier. They had to try to, oh, to disconnect to it Vision. first, right? Yes. Like, so had they just done the reasonable thing first, mm. which even Vision says. Yes, but that still wouldn't destroy have worked. Me. I mean, he could have done the time thing again, yes, hypothetically. Because like, the issue is that the only <clears throat> yeah. way to defeat Thanos is you have to destroy one of the gems and the Time Stone. Or because as long as he stone. has the Time Stone, right. he can go back. But then Doctor Strange, I mean, I guess he has some kind of mystical order to guard the Time Stone. Mm-hmm. Could have taken care of that easily a long time ago. Well, I think— th- And then spent the better part of his career searching out one more to destroy. Well, my sense of it is that, I mean, based on the fact that he doesn't do that and the way that he argues his job is to protect the Time Stone, yeah. it doesn't appear that he's allowed to just destroy it. But like, based right. on whatever That's what I'm he saying. Took, that he's yeah. the, so real quickly, though, so you don't buy the women in refrigerators. I because think you feel it, Kieran's expanding it too far. I think it's ex- yeah. I think that's expanding. Because no, well, I, I, I agree with your how... point is that basically it gets to the point where okay, you can't kill 
any female character. And when I had dinner with Nate last night, he was talking about how he felt like there was a, an arc to Gamora's character mm-hmm. through Guardians 1, 2 in this film mm-hmm. that did have kind of a narrative sensibility mm-hmm. to it as she kind of comes to yeah. grips with her family issues. Well, and, and I would argue that, you know, in terms of, of the characters that actually get developed in this film, I would yeah. say it's Thanos. Yeah. Thor has a surprisingly large arc. Yeah. Gamora and then Tony and Peter. Like, those are the ones that actually you get kind of, you know, everyone else is kind of doing their little things, but not really developed. Which leads me to one of my favorite parts of the film, mm-hmm. largely because you and I have talked about it so much on air, but also, you know, else, elsewhere. That it's Tony Stark and Doctor Strange mm-hmm. that end up adventuring together to defeat Thanos. Because I remember when we talked about it, you, about Doctor Strange, you brought up the complaint of a lot of people that Doctor Strange is essentially just Iron Man. With magic. Redone, yep. right? That it's a white guy who's very privileged with mm-hmm. money and everything in his life. Right. Who becomes empowered. Like So it's, it's that kind of story. But watching the two most arrogant men in the Marvel Universe. In their arrogant off? Yes. <laughs> like Like – Trying to, yeah, yeah. to it like, totally makes sense that they hate each other because they're yeah. they're the mirror image of each other. I, th- yeah, yeah, I I I loved it, and then like Spidey was there to bring enough sort of like levity, yeah, to it. But I just I thought it was almost like they listened to this podcast, mm-hmm. and the directors understood that putting those two together would fix the problem that we complained about with Doctor Strange. In some way, yeah, but it, yeah, it totally makes sense that putting those two 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 together because they're exactly well. On the one hand, they're exactly the same personality-wise. Yeah. They're also exactly opposite in terms of one is science and one is magic. Yeah. Like, that's something they've done in the comics. They didn't really play it up in the film very much. It but just... There's, like, that one scene where I think you can very briefly see it where, like, Strange is getting ready to do a spell, and Iron Man just flies right through and breaks it up. Right. Um, it's about as close as we get to the idea of Tony not really but liking magic. Some really nice juxtapositions there. Yeah. Here's what I loved about the film more than anything else. I thought this was the thing you loved more than no, anything else. No, the thing I loved more than anything else is that the characters, when they show up in the, the crossover film, mm-hmm. are still themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, the Guardians are still the Guardians. Yeah. Well, even the, the, the way in which Cap. the Guardians are introduced right. is still exactly like the Guardians right. film. Like, but you, space you, you think and the music. that somehow when they bring it all together, like, mm-hmm. I, to me, it's the X3 problem. Yeah. That you try to cram so many characters into one film mm-hmm. that you might as well not have any of those characters. Well, in the X three issue is they tried to cram so many uh-huh. characters into that film without establishing any of them at all. Like that—that's one of my—that's uh, one of the reasons why I think this movie works. And and some of the complaints that I've seen online, you know, there's there's one reviewer that kind of basically calls it a movie loaf, comparing it to meatloaf yeah. and kind of everything smushed together. Meatloaf's a singer. No, no, the because he does look like everything smushed together. Too, uh, so it could be either one. Yeah, it's the same. I think either one. But you know, this is a film. Uh, the thing that that I think that's film, a totally unfair criticism. It is. Well, I think the film, to me, what the film is, it's very much like Grant Morrison's JLA series that he did with Howard Porter. Yeah. Where everyone was like, "There's no way to do a good JLA series with the big guns of the DC universe because they're all dominated by their solo title." Right. And Morrison just brought all of these established characters together. You got to see the personalities bouncing off of each other, and they just dealt with more and more, like, higher-stakes cosmic battles. Yeah. And it was the most successful JLA they'd had in a long time, and that's what this movie is. like Because the Marvel Universe has been built over 19 films. Yes, exactly. Like, you realize the... 
power and ambition mm-hmm. of what they've done. Because I've seen a lot of people complaining about the film. Well, not a lot, but some people complaining yeah. about the film. And I think they've missed the point. Yeah. Like, what they've done here is um, a beautiful kind of miniseries oh, yeah. kind of approach to filmmaking where every character – and some of the films are very tonally different in the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe. Like, Spider-Man Homecoming is not like Iron Man 2. Well, nothing's like Iron Man 2 because that's That's awesome. why I picked Iron Man yeah. 2. Yeah. The point being, I felt like they didn't sacrifice the individuality of the different franchises. No, no. As they came together in the film. Yeah. And again, X three is kind of my nightmare film as a g- X Men guy. Yeah. And yeah. so that they got this right, I was just, I was really happy. Yeah. No, it's 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 very true. I mean, again, that that's like, this is not a film that I can imagine someone just going in having not seen any of the previous films. Right. Because it basically picks up like ten minutes after the post-credit scenes of Ragnarok, and doesn't really clue you into yeah. anything. It is just you're there yeah. and you are off and running. Right. Although, like, it, I think you could do it on its own, but the film's so much richer. Yeah. Oh yeah, you lose a lot when you view it in the context of this universe they've built, which yeah. is like looking back on it, really remarkable. Oh yeah. Like this, this film makes the original Avengers look kind of small. Oh yeah. In a way. And Avengers, when it came out, felt yeah. massive. Well, this film is doing everything that Whedon wanted to do with Age of Ultron. Yeah. In that, cause he said in interviews that he was, like, purposely trying to make, like, another Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And he didn't really achieve that. This is a film that I feel sort of, of at least is worth a conversation in terms of having the— cause I can imagine— the people angry at the end of this film right. are the people that would have been angry at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Because Han Solo is frozen Han, yeah. into carbonite. Even more like, so because there's a lot more going on with this one. When I was a kid, I remember watching The Empire Strikes Back yeah. and thinking it was the stupidest ending I've ever seen. Mm. Like, how do you end a movie right. like that? Well, yeah, because I'm still, still not a huge fan of yeah. movies that aren't complete unto themselves. Right. Yeah. But like yeah, if you if you made the assumption there's no more there's like there's not there isn't gonna be another Avengers movie. Right. Then now that ending becomes a bit of an issue because it's like everything just loses. But you know there's gonna be other movies. Most right. of those characters are gonna come back. Yeah, because yeah. now I'm an adult. I'm not thinking about it like a kid. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> the you other thing I did like about such conviction. The other yeah. <laughs> Me too. The other thing I loved about the film. Yeah. Because I did not think the Marvel Cinematic Universe could troll people more than the Cap post credit scenes at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. And then they put Thanos will return. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cold. Yeah. Like, that was just one more little... D- I'm like, nobody wants to see that. No, especially when Thanos... Like, there like, was a visible groan when right. people saw that. I was like, yeah, nobody wants to see As that. As the film ends... Oh, yeah, with, with, and smile, he's just, with Happy Thanos. And he's just sitting there contentedly like, watching content. the sunset. I'm going to retire now. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Got my 401k. Well, he's got. Was well, the gauntlet still good at the end of this film? That's a lot of debate. Well, it looks like the gauntlet has kind. Of, the The glove itself seems to have ripped apart in some places. Yeah. The gems, I think, are all still glowing. Yeah. Which well, is my prediction. Cap puts it on in the next film and changes everything back. Well, yeah. That, well, that's no, I think gotta someone. Be it. That, I and think it will. Somebody, oh, by the way, and it will kill Cap. Could. Yep. I can that's that. my well, prediction. No, right here. Will, Don't happened, point at me, sir. Well, like, I've got I've got other predictions. Well, no, well, I've got a, I've got a list of predictions. Yeah, I agree. I think that either the gauntlet would yeah. be like useless, so he like, just grab the stones by his hand or something. But same idea. Yeah. Like obviously somebody's going to basically do the snap to undo snap. Because there's that moment where Thanos is fighting Cap one on one, and there's that look of surprise in him that Cap can stand up to him better than anybody else has. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I go that far. Iron Man stood up to him pretty well. 
Did he? I don't think so. Yeah, he, Iron Man went toe to toe with him for and lost a very quickly. decent amount. Of, well, and it's not like Cap won. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure how Iron Man survived that. By the way. Well, but that's the thing. Iron Man survived because th- that's one of my theories. Is that yeah. whatever Doctor Strange saw in the one future where things go well, right? It means Stark has to be alive because he right. gave the Time Stone. No, specifically I get that, to keep but it Stark still alive. seems like the 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 sword threw him. Yeah, it kind of like an insta kill. Well, he's got he. It did look like a kill. He right? sprayed himself with the nanobites. They're healing him. Yeah, he still has massive internal bleeding. No, the nanobites are fixing that. They're little. They're little nanobites that are fixing things. <laughs> Wait, wait, does, does he, he share these nanobites with the rest of the world? He no. He uses them to plug up the uh, hole in the big yeah, ship. Yeah, I know. We saw yeah. that. Why doesn't he give that out to but everybody? He, he could be curing disease. He could be, but he they could, don't do he that. He could spray these out in the atmosphere and just right. boom. And then we wouldn't need to kill half of the people. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because then you've got more people hanging around. Yeah, but you also got double the resources because you've un- you've got unlimited power with the whatever. Mm, yeah, no, I think Thanos would still have an issue with it. I got a couple more things I love, and but then yeah, we, so that that but yeah. Should we then do our predictions? Yeah, that sounds fine. Okay. The opening scene I thought was kind of brutally beautiful. Oh, as they with, kind of with, with on they, the Asgardian they ship. slaughter the Asgardians. Yeah, cool. Now they, it seems like they should have left half of those alive, though, right? It's been a rough year for Asgard. Yeah. like those are the only Asgardians left. It feels like half of them deserve to walk away. Well, That's we don't see Korg. We don't see Valkyrie. Well, Korg's not. As far as Asgardian. you know, Sif is still running around out there somewhere. Somewhere in the shield universe. So that's that's three. That's yeah. not half though. Doesn't There's feel like Asgard. half. It's a big ship they blew up. And yeah, the same. So. If you didn't build the ship, you could argue that half of there, but no. If gone. people didn't know what the film was, mm-hmm. I thought it was a brilliant kind of opening. Yeah. Like where you you meet Thanos and his underlings. Yes, the the Black Order. Two more points, real quickly. Mm-hmm. The film was really long, but it didn't feel long. Nope. Mm-hmm. To me, because I think like the pacing of the story and the way in which they knit the various arcs together yeah the editing of this film is really was, well done was really quite incredible yeah every and that that again another thing that this film did very well that other sort of overstuffed films have not done well yeah. is that the way in which they moved between the various storylines you never really felt like one was getting short shrift right i um, i agree you never like it each one but you also felt like none of them went overly long like, they were all edited to just about – like, it was a really well-put-together, well-edited um, yeah. storyline. Yeah. Um, you know, because, again, we – I mean, that that's the fear that obviously everyone had going into this film is that how are you going to bring all these people together in any way that is not going to feel like an absolute mess? And even you see the trailers, you look, it's like, okay, obviously people are going to be split into their different storylines. Right. Um. And even when you think about it, like Thanos is literally kind of hopping around um, to all of these various places. Yeah. But you don't really get this. You don't get the sense of him like, oh, I'm going to go here and here and here and here and here. Right. Plus, when they broke him down, they broke him into new groups, mm-hmm. which added a great dynamic yeah. to the film, too. Yeah. You got to see people interacting that you never really got that, to that see. That never have. Yeah. yeah. Final thing I really liked about it. Mm. There's a lot of death in the film, but it wasn't a really gory film. No, none of yeah. Like the the stakes were mostly emotional. Yeah. And I think to pull that off in like a superhero blockbuster yeah. welcome to summer kind of film yeah. is an even more remarkable. Well, again, the grisliest deaths are at the beginning. You know, it, it's it's Heimdall and Loki are probably the ones that are yeah. the grisliest, like yeah. the snapping of Loki's neck and then every like yeah. and then, you know, Gamora thrown on the rock, like we don't we just see the aftermath of that. Right. Everything else is just kind of people, you know, fading into into dust. Yeah. Uh, which is has its emotional impact. It does, well, particularly the way they just ring you out over because the the that's one of the reasons why the Peter Tony d- 
death scene yeah. works really well because between this movie and Homecoming, they've done a pretty good job of, of establishing the Tony kind of sees Peter as his son, right? doing everything he can to protect him. So for all the complaining about Homecoming it being does an kind of Iron redeem, Man It does kind of fix too, it a little bit. It kind of retroactively makes it better, better, yeah, and more meaningful. Yeah, it does. I would say I mean, it does because you don't have that emotional, particularly when you think so, about it. That Spider-Man, yeah, gets himself dusted, right? Um, or or is even even before the dusting is is putting himself at risk by being on Titan and whatnot. Yeah, doing exactly what a younger Tony Stark would have done. Right. Yeah, and and, and his scene like as a kid dying, mm-hmm. oh, and that was realizing brutal. was just. Like Tom Holland can act a little bit. Oh yeah, and it was a that, that just a, good. a really brilliantly done. Oh yeah, that that death scene moment. was clearly the one that that you know the moment you hear Tom Holland say I'm not feeling so good I'm like oh don't do this to me like I can't yeah Black Panther was tough enough this yeah. was yeah no hundred percent there's this there's this emotional impact mm-hmm. I wonder how that gets changed right if Spidey's death here makes Homecoming better. Mm-hmm. If these deaths are undone in the next one, yeah, does it retroactively undermine the impact of this film a little bit? It, I, that it has I, an impact when you see it the first time, yeah. but when you come back to watch it when the the, so. the Avengers arc is done, that it won't be the same. Well, that's the problem. Is is, I mean, Infinity War Part One was a great film. Yes, there's no way for Infinity War Part Two not to undo some of. That. Right. Has to. Yeah. And, it, like, I, I, I and what feel, does that mean for that film? I feel really – I don't know because I feel like they've kind of written – on the one hand, I see they've kind of written themselves in a box. Yeah. On the other hand, part one is so good that maybe people will I – mean, again, just like Empire was so good. Fair enough. Return of the Jedi is pretty good but not as good. Yeah. Now, I did see – what was it? Uh, Tessa Thompson posted something on her Twitter feed about like she just saw it. It's great. Um, but she knows that something even better is coming, or something like that. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I don't see how. Well, number one, I don't see based on, you know, watching the film. Yeah. I can recognize the beats from Infinity Gauntlet that are being adapted. Yeah. You know, Hulk crashing through the Sanctum Sanctorum. That was Silver Surfer in the in the series. Yeah. Um, you had the whole effort to get the gauntlet off of Thanos's hand. They did a version of that in the comic. Which was while they were fighting, Silver Surfer is waiting, and then he flies in at his top speed to grab the gauntlet, but he misses. Yeah. Um, Loser. And so we go, we got so, kind of ver- but I don't see how. Quill. Yeah. I don't see how <laughs> they do. Quill. I like that. A version of Infinity the <laughs> the, the end of Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Because basically Thanos is tricked into elevating himself to godhood and giving up his physical form. Because he's constantly trying to prove himself to the personification of death. We don't have that in this film. Yeah. Maybe that's good. Well, that, that, no, that, that is good. That the next one will be more of a surprise. But I'm, I, you know, and I think that's maybe going to be the role that Tony plays. Is I could see him being able to get just enough under Thanos' skin. Yeah. To maybe get, because what happens in the comic is Thanos gives up his physical form yeah nebula who's been all destroyed sort of shambles over and she puts on the gauntlet yeah um and then but she's so 
unused to that level of power that it's, it's they are able to get the gauntlet off of her, and then I yeah. think Adam Warlock uses it to restore everyone. Yeah. I just – I don't know how well they're going to adapt that ending right. into whatever they do in, in Infinity War Part Two. Right. I mean, look. But we do see Nebula still around. I, I feel like but, they're going to do some version of it. They only have to – like in Star Wars, they only have to like bring Han Solo back, right, from the dead. Here, oh, they've got to bring, yeah. Well, yes and no, but because if they bring one of the back from being dusted, there's no reason they can't bring everyone out. Like it's right, it's yeah, sort but, of all or nothing. So but it's we've still just one thing. But we've just talked about how you sit through the film and you're like Black Panther, yeah, and you're Spidey, and then you then you come to see that it doesn't matter, yeah, in the I next mean, film, and it's not it, just yeah. for Han Solo, mm-hmm. right? Where at least with Han Solo. It was less permanent too. There was this idea: let's experiment and right. see if we can freeze him in carbonite and yeah. thaw yeah. him. Yeah. Right here, like there's not. It's not carbonite. It's like they're, no, they're just dusted, gone. Yeah. yeah. They are. They are gone. So anyway, we got about ten or fifteen minutes. Yes. You want to do some predictions? We should do some predictions. I've got a Red Skull prediction for you. Okay. The Red Skull, no longer guardian of the Soul Stone, mm-hmm. will return to Earth and try to shape the newly remodeled planet according to his desires. Mm. I think so because it'd be cool. I think to see Cap and him show down. I'm gonna have to keep. Okay, bit. so so Rich is saying yes. In some, and maybe not come back to Earth, but in some way come back into the story I'll, doing something. I'll take notes here, and we'll try to do this again yeah. in a year. Yeah. So are you saying 100? percent Yeah, I don't see. Yeah. Okay, Rich goes 100. percent What do you yeah. say, Patrick? I'm gonna say no. All right, so you're saying a flat no. I'm saying a flat no. Excellent. I love it. How about this one? Because we just talked about it. Nebula will have a big role. I, yeah, I, I think yes. I, well, I think yes, she's going to have a big role because, you know, the only reason to kind of keep her around, I think, is to play the role that she's going to play. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of being the one to snatch it. Right. And, um, and being, like, the one to undermine her father, which yeah. everybody assumed would be Gamora. Right. Yeah. Well, and that one I have a prediction. I don't know if there's any you have for that one. Yeah. But well, you know what I could see, I could see what I could see happening. Yes. Is Gamora getting the gauntlet from Thanos using that or sorry, Nebula getting the, the gauntlet from Thanos. Yeah. Using that to restore Gamora. Yeah. Well, I'm saying not rega- not restoring anyone else and then Iron Man gets the gauntlet from her, gives it to Cap to restore everyone else. Complicated yeah. but could work. I could I, see that. I mean, I see something like that because when you see that one point when he, he does the snap, you see Gamora on or them in like some plane of existence or whatever. Mhm. But also because I was reading a bit of it online about like how the Soul Stone. Yeah, the theory is that well, because when Gamora died in the comics, she went into the Soul Stone. That's the theory, yeah. right? That that's where she is now is in the Soul Stone. And who knows? Yeah. Maybe that's where everybody is. Ugh. I mean, it, I hope not. I mean, that would be yeah. not great. Yeah. I did like one yeah. theory that I read. Not a fan, but it would make sense. The Soul Stone might collect yeah. all the souls that it destroys. Yeah, I did like one theory that I read online. Yeah. Which was there's that scene where you know where Iron Man and, and Thanos are fighting and Thanos like gets scratched a little bit and Thanos is like all that for a little blood. Yeah. I read one theory that um, someone posted that they think the whole point was Stark cutting Thanos so that he's infected with the he's got na- the nanobites inside of him now, and the nanobites directed Thanos to keep the ones alive that are alive because they're the ones that Doctor Strange saw in the future the key to defeating Thanos. How does how does Tony know what Doctor Strange saw in the future? 
Well, they had a conversation. They, we don't see it, but there would have been time for them to have a conversation I about mean, what he saw. Got it. Okay. Like you know, Tony that. Stark says, "In how many worlds did we win?" And he says one, and then you cut to some other scene. But clearly, yeah. they, have a they plan easily could have. Had, yeah, so back. there easily could be a plan there. Okay. Um, and they can't show that conversation because it need, that needs to be the twist. Yeah, that needs yeah. to be the twist later on. So we, I like we, that idea. It might be a little. T- I mean, I, I'm pretty. I mean, it's pretty obvious that Doctor Strange is working on whatever knowledge he got from. Yeah. In terms of his actions, right? That that Tony sure. seems to be key because to that. he gives up the time stone. Yeah. Which he had always promised to guard. Right. No matter in what. order yeah. specific, and I think I think well, and that that's the thing is is in the comics. Thanos, the the idea of Thanos not being able to hold on to the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. was based in this idea that he always kind of knew he was unworthy of it. Yeah. And so I could see Doctor Strange possibly seeing the only way to defeat Thanos is to give him all the power so that he eventually undermines himself. And they do they do um, showcase the nanobites quite a bit. They do. There's a lot suggesting that, that they that could be so setting could up be kind of That's an They do that idea. and they do really call emphasis to Iron Man cutting Thanos in that moment. Right. Yeah. Um, so I do. I do. Li- I mean, that that theory has a has a nice, yeah, a certain elegance to it. Yeah. Um, so I would like. To, I wouldn't mind seeing that. So I've got a list. I want. I want to run by you of how they're going to save the dead, because I I found a, 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 a various ideas online. Okay. Okay. So, what's the likelihood saving the dead that they're going to make soul swaps that trade the original Avengers for the others? What do you mm. mean? So that Cap, Iron Man, Thor, at the end of their contracts, mm-hmm. sacrifice their lives, kind of trading their souls to liberate all of those that were dusted. I don't. I could see possibly that happening with Cap and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. My sense is that Thor is possibly going to kind of be written out in the sense that he's going to rule over a newly rebuilt Asgard or something. Okay. But uh, you think they might actually make the trade, that they will— Heroically sacrifice themselves. I think one way or another. I don't know if it'll be a trade. I, I think the idea that Cap is going to set because Cap always sacrifices himself. I mean, it's, right. it's the one thing Cap will not trade other people's lives. Cap will trade his. Right. Like that. Which that's is kind of hypocritical. Which is which is which. Well, he wants other people to live. Um, well, I mean, so I, the idea that Cap. I mean, again, if you have a, a glove that allows you to to basically manipulate the universe. Right. You probably want to give it to the one kind of good person you know, and that's Cap. He's the only guy that can wear it. So I, except like for I, Quill, like what he would create oh with it would God. be pretty cool. Really? Because keep in mind, this is a dude that would be cool. Yes, would not be good. No, but lots of cotton candy. Yeah, giant and roller Pac- Remember coasters. the giant Pac-Man yeah. in the last one? Yeah. All right. So how about this theory? Somebody has planned ahead to save the day. Doctor Strange has cast some kind of spell, or Ant-Man is going to travel through the quantum universe. Mm. Or Shuri can't save Vision, but she figures out how to recreate sort of the power of the Infinity Gauntlet as she's playing around with him on the table. That seems – I, I think Shuri's going to be able to bring back some semblance of Vision. It doesn't seem like Vision, Vision's really no. like I mean, dead for good. The question is whether they're going to do kind of like the, the, ver- the, the storyline that John Byrne did, which is they reconstructed Vision. Like he's back physically, but the personality is gone. Right. I could, I see, them do, I could see them doing something with that. Yeah. Um. They definitely spent too much time in the film setting up the idea. Yeah. That well, that was the other I didn't mention is the, is the, the idea that Scarlet Witch had a decent size arc. And some power. In this film. Oh, she's like, awesome. Was, to, to watch her power level yeah. really be demonstrated. Well, that was, was one of the best cool. moments when Okoye is like, why was she up there the whole time? Yeah. Which you're like, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense. It's kind of a fair question. Yeah, it is kind of a fair question. I got a couple more. Thanos gets sad mm-hmm. and has a crisis of conscience. 
Sad Thanos. Yeah. I think maybe Sadnos. in the sense of, like, with the Soul Stone of Gamora, maybe, like, he has more visions of her or something. And, like... Well, I think, uh, you know, I think he's... You know, That's a heavy burden to bear. I could see that. Yeah. Well, because in the original comic, it was Mephisto, like the Marvel Devil, that was hanging out with Thanos the whole time and kind of, like, undermining his confidence in himself over and over again. Yeah. I could see kind of Ghost Gamora kind of playing that role um you know because in in the yeah. moment you know i think thanos does what he does right but i think now that he's got time to to reflect on it well, he got nothing but time he doesn't he doesn't even seem to have cable on titan well yeah he's well he's just got his little you know hut. ramshackle hut thing which yeah. hawkeye could probably hook him up with a nice farm yeah, um, probably cable too, because um, I think he'd like the Jersey Shore reunion, the, the cable arrow. Kind of um, but yeah, so I could see him becoming more haunted by Ghost Gamora. Okay, how about um, Adam Warlock or Captain Marvel ride to the rescue? Oh, Captain! I I imagine yeah, Captain Marvel is going to. She has to, right? Yeah, yeah. Adam War. There, there's a guy next to the guy next to me at the film was basically just like, oh, well, they're going to have to bring in Adam Warlock in the next film and all this. I'm like, no, they don't. Like, yeah. Adam Warlock is not going to be in the next movie. No. Well, so somebody speculated that Fury's signal to Captain Marvel mm-hmm. was going to make her change the past in her film, but that's ridiculous, right? Her I film is just yeah. going to introduce her, and then she's going to do something in Avengers 2 that's going to Well, gonna my matter. guess is the film's going to introduce her, and the post credit scene is going to be her getting right. Fury's signal. But it would be stupid... To set up this huge cliffhanger and then have it solved in the Captain Marvel movie. It would. Yeah. It makes I would not no be sur- sense would whatsoever. I would not be surprised if, if there's right, something introduced in the Captain Marvel movie yeah. that proves important. Yes, but yeah. uh, but not the solution. I hope no. not. Yeah. I, I, but again, I, I, I am worried about like the next Avengers movie. Could we well, we've got Ant Man and Wasp, we've got Captain Marvel, and I think then we have Avengers. Like yeah. that that's but what see, we've got. Ant Man and Wasp, I think it's the same idea that it's gonna end with, you know, the Avengers Infinity War issue happening, you know, people would... Oh, yeah, no, I think the end of... I think the post credit scenes in Ant-Man... Well, they said Ant-Man post- and Wasp happens before Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. The post credit scene's gonna be someone getting dusted. Yeah, and I think the same thing with Marvel. I really hope it's Ant-Man, because I would like Wasp to be the one that gets to go and, and Ag- help. I totally agree. Well, she's also the original. Yeah, I would so like that. be Ant-Man's I think roommate? Narratively, it makes a lot more sense yeah, that way. I would, like, I would like that to be, like, Ant-Man gets wiped out, but Wasp is left. I hope Richie doesn't listen to this, because he's a big Ant-Man. Because then you you get her with the original Avengers. And but others yeah. are talking about time travel as a final theory. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that already. Like, I don't know why he's strange, why he's on Titan. Isn't just well, I've got a couple <laughs> theories. Actually, uh, Chris. Oh, he's, got, he's got theories. Chris Gonzalez actually asked me about that on Facebook, and I've got a couple yeah. theories. Okay. One is that because Thanos has the reality gem. Right. And is able to affect his local reality, I don't think he can be put in a time loop. I wasn't thinking about that. I think the gem might be able to to counteract that. But you could time loop back to where the before the stones are collected. You don't even go that far. You and destroy go, them. Yeah, but you can even go back. Yeah, well, I think the issue is that if you remember when when Strange did that in the first in the Doctor Strange movie, Wong was absolutely horrified okay. by that idea okay. that you are not supposed to do that. Yeah, and I think again it falls into the same thing. Strange was able to do that because he wasn't the protector of the stone. Now that he is, I don't think he can play as fast and loose with the rules as as he used to. 
Yeah. That using that using time in that way to actually reverse time is considered an abomination. Okay. And so he is whereas once when he was kind of ignorant and, and arrogant, he was willing to do that. Now not so much. Well can I run just a couple comic book resources ideas past your oh, wait a minute, I I want to talk about Wakanda. Okay, let's talk about Wakanda. That I, I, How I much time we got left, yeah. Things uh, look bad. Hmm. Things look bad for Wakanda we and Black run Panther. A long today. Because they've lost their king again. Yes. <laughs> the He's been a pretty inconsistent king so far. The immediate effect of his policy to open Wakanda to the world is for the Avengers to show up and bring Thanos' army to decimate them and get rid yes. of their king. I could yes. see where he might be deposed, possibly exiled when he comes back, which seems like a decent setup for Black Panther. It too. does set up Black Panther kind of nicely. Actually, yeah. See, I'm just like, like, so the first thing he does besides the Olympics and Starbucks <laughs> is fight an army that completely destroys Wakanda. I don't think Starbucks is even there yet. Leaves so. the yeah. throne yeah. empty. Yeah. Um, I'm like, that doesn't look good for his open door policy. No, no, it it's probably going to have some political ramifications that are not so, not so good. How about this for the next Black Panther film? The villain will be Namor. Well, if they've completed the Fantastic Four X-Men deal by then, could possibly work. It would make sense in some ways, two dueling it, monarchs. It from would, except, I mean, that's, you know, Namor and Atlantis might be a lot to introduce. Agreed. Okay, how about this? When Stark Tower got sold in Spider-Man Homecoming, mm -hmm. it was bought by the Fantastic Four. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I it works, right? Yeah. All right, all right, so that's a good one. Or it was bought by Reed Richards. Yeah, so there's a couple others I've, I've got here for you because yeah. I think they're interesting. Somebody suggested that Quicksilver will be brought back to life. Could be. I mean, if you've got the gauntlet and you're bringing people back to life, why not bring Quicksilver? And if he did, then I couldn't complain about Hawkeye anymore. I'm sure you'd find a way. I probably will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The final one I really liked is that Black Widow mm -hmm. is going to lead A-Force. Oh, they've been talking about the, the, the female actors female. have all wanted to do like an all-female yeah. team. And so that Avengers 4 will be setting up perhaps in A-Force, which I would 100% pay money to see. Yeah, I think what I would, if I'm doing Avengers 4... You're not, but yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> which is obviously kind of the, the, the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it. It seems to be. No post-credit scene. I like that idea. Because it's the end. Like, you're going to move into something completely different in the next phase. No post-credit scene at the end of Avengers 4 because this is this is done like people, these, these first people would hate you but I think something films yeah. were done and then we're moving on to something else yeah I I, I, I think that's not really a no no that idea. should be the text <laughs> at the end of like after the credits there's no post credit scene mm. there you <laughs> go if you really want to troll people yeah so that's it like oh, yeah. we're 58 minutes in we've had I a really good. good conversation yes. about Avengers Infinity War yes only oh. only two talented hosts like this could Cram all of that in. Yes, to 58 in such minutes. an efficient. I mean, considering that we we had our usual slow start. Yeah, it did take a while to get going this yeah. morning. Kind of so. Rich's fault, I think. So I guess we'll be As back always. in a year talking about Avengers: Affinity War two. But not just a year. Like we'll be back next week. Oh, possibly as well. Talking doing about something. Something pop culturey. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know, unless Thanos, I guess, were to get his hands on the Infinity Gauntlet for real. Yes, and kill us. Ashy sound. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pop.